Have you designed Easter eggs into your haunt? <laughs> well, that's coming up on today's show. Welcome to the show. I'm Philip. On the HAN Show, we bring the haunted attraction industry to you every weekday. We have news, education, and on-location coverage from Halloween experiences worldwide. Whether you're a professional or an enthusiast, each episode helps you better prepare for Halloween. Outside of this podcast, we also have videos, education, and a free weekly industry newsletter. The newsletter is definitely the best place to stay on top of everything happening. Links to that are in the show notes for this episode. Today, Scott Swenson shares a design hack, incorporating Easter eggs, aka hidden narrative moments, into your haunt for your best customers to discover. Here's Scott. Haunt Hacks. Hey everybody, Scott Swenson here from A Scott in the Dark, periodic podcast for haunters and Scott Swenson Creative Development. And I'm here with another haunt hack, another short little tidbit of information that may help haunters during this haunt season. Now, this particular haunt hack is a little weird. It doesn't necessarily bolster your haunt. It doesn't necessarily make your haunt any better, but it just might get people talking about your haunt. Um, if you are a gamer, these things are usually called Easter eggs. If you are a Disney freak or a Disney fan, uh, they're usually called hidden Mickeys. But basically what they are are small hidden treats uh, that if you, they just automatically blend in with the scenic, but if you know what to look for, you can actually sort of gamify, create another, uh, another element or another level to your haunt. Let me give you a specific example, and I think that'll help you understand them better. I went to, several years ago, I went to a dollar store and I found these guys, which um, are basically really cheap plastic rat skeletons. And I guess apparently rats have bones in their ears, based on this skeleton, which I never realized. But anyway, the idea is that these guys are really, they're not that bad to look at. You can go back and paint them a little more if you'd like. Um, but if you're putting them in the dark, it really don't need to. Um, but they're, they're somewhat posable. They're not completely, they're not as posable as some that you might get at, say, I don't know, one of those Halloween prop stores. But um, they were cheap. They were a buck a piece. And what I thought would be really fun with these is to take them and put them in different positions, maybe get 13 of them, because I like the number 13, get 13 of them and place them in hidden locations as part of the scenic around your haunt. Don't say anything about them when you first open, but in the middle of the run, when you get to a point where, um, you know, you want just a little bit of extra attention or a little bit of extra media, um, maybe you go out and you say, hey, find the 13 hidden well, I guess they would be hidden Mickeys in this case. Um, the hidden hidden rat skeletons or, or whatever they are, or, or you, you know, you could use whatever is most appropriate for your storyline. See if you can find all 13 of them and post where they are on our social media. What it does is it gives you a huge boost of social media and it makes guests come back again to experience your haunt because they may have noticed one or two the first time, but when they're going back with a purpose, it may actually generate a, a second visit. Um, now, you know, obviously, like I said, they don't need to be rats. They can be whatever is going to work for, for your, um, for your haunt. The other advantage too is when people come back looking for these, uh, then they'll be distracted. They'll, you know, it will give your performers uh, an extra opportunity to come in and give them a great startle. Another thing I like to hide in haunts is what I call my signature. Now, I don't know whether everybody knows this or not, but whenever I write or design a haunt, I do my darndest to try to find a way to incorporate a rabbit. And sometimes that is 
something as simple as a, a small rabbit figurine that's part of the set decoration. Sometimes it's a graffiti rabbit on a wall. Sometimes it's the name of a character, which is the word rabbit in another language. Um, but I like to try to do that whenever I possibly can. Uh, and sometimes they are very hidden. So if you've been to some of my haunts in the past, you'll probably never find them. But the truth is, I put them in a lot. So if you're really looking, maybe that's another thing you can do, that each year you find a new way to incorporate a signature, like a, a character or a reference to one of the earliest characters that you've ever used. You know, say, for example, your well, like if you're a theme park, if you're like Knott's Bray Farm and you, you, you find ways to incorporate the Green Witch or you find ways to incorporate the Overlord if you're at one of the other Cedar Fair parks or if you're at, you know, whatever, um, whatever's right for you. But find a new way each year so that guests returning each year will have something new to look for. Does it help the haunt? Maybe. I think an argument can be made that it's a good distraction. But more importantly, it gives people another reason to talk about your haunt and why it is cool and why it's so important. So if you'd like to learn more about how I feel about uh, haunted attractions or really about themed um, entertainment in general, uh, you can listen to my podcast, which is A Scott in the Dark, periodic podcast for haunters. You can read my books. And yes, I have a few of them. Um, you can read my books or you can go to my website, scottswenson.com and sign up for my monthly newsletter. And don't panic. It only comes out once a month, so I won't bug you all the time. But uh, that's this haunt hack. And hopefully it's it's helpful and gives you another little thing to think about. And until next time, this is Scott Swenson and saying happy haunting. Today's episode was edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope and original music composed by Chris Thomas. Support for today's episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights. From Dark Hour to Netherworld, Super Mario Land to Hagrid's bike, Gantam goes where other fixtures can't. See what you're missing with a free demo? Sign up at gantam.com demo. That's gantum.com slash demo. The HAN team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Omni Adventures. Until next time, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.